Welcome to the Watch and Learn Show, where we talk about life lessons we learn from movies new and old, and we have a bit of fun along the way. And now, here's the host, Sky and Dusty. Hey, hey, movie maniacs. My name is Sky, and I'm joined once again by my brother, Dusty. Dusty, well, how are things over there in Arizona land? I actually really like Arizona. It's getting hotter, which is not too, too bad. But no, it's great. I really, really like Arizona, especially, you know, we with COVID-19 and everything, we haven't been locked down nearly as bad as other states. So it's been nice. But how about you? How are you doing, man? Oh, things are going fine over here. Nice and hot. Gets uh, gets hot and then gets cool again. Hot and cool. Just going back and forth right now. I guess we're not in the throes of summer. We're inching up there. But hey, I want to mention something. I forgot to discuss it last week. But of course, with Watch and Learn, we have a Facebook channel, right? Watch and Learn podcast on Facebook. And somebody very interesting sent us a message via Facebook, a direct message to you and I. Do you want to tell that story? I sure do. Okay. So this was super out of the, out of the ordinary or not normal. So I get a Facebook message, but it wasn't like a Facebook message from a friend to me. It, I had to like go in and find it somehow. Like it alerted me that there was something going on. So I clicked on the Facebook messenger app on my phone and I drilled down to find out, okay, I got a message, but I can't figure out who probably because somebody I didn't know. And so as I'm going into it, I click on it and I didn't really read the name. I just saw, okay, just somebody, you know, message us, um, message me. I didn't know it was for watch and learn or anything. I just thought it was for master passive income or successfully unemployed my other podcasts. And so I click on it and then I start reading it without even reading the name. I'm going to read it to you. It's really cool. It says, hello, gents. This is Harland Williams, AKA rocket man. I stumbled onto your podcast and listened to your glowing reviews of my Rocket Man movie. Can't tell you enough how much that meant to me to hear all the positive things you said and to hear how much laughter and joy it brought to you and your families. Made my day to hear all your kind words and how much you appreciate all the hard work and humor that went into the movie. Truly appreciate it. Thank you, exclamation point, three times, Harland Williams. That was the actor, Harlan Williams. That messaged us, took the time, not just to message us, but also to listen to the podcast, which is super cool, of Rocket Man. We did Rocket Man. We we did that one, one of our favorite movies to watch. And so I immediately, before I even replied to him, I called this guy. Hey, dude, did you get the message? Did you see it? So tell me your thoughts, dude. Yeah, I was super stoked to see it. I mean, that kind of thing has never happened to me. Uh, Hollywood actor, comedian reaching out to me for anything. Never at all. I was super stoked to see it and, and to hear what he said, how our podcast and the nice things that we had to say about his movie, uh, how that made his day, that just made my day right there. It made my entire week or two weeks as well. I think about it occasionally. Uh, Harlan Williams, just such a good guy. If anybody has not seen Rocket Man, we both highly recommend that you do watch it. Dusty gave that movie an A or maybe an A+. Plus. I gave it a, a B plus. or a B+. Plus. Yeah, but we both really liked it. Super funny. Harlan Williams, great guy. Check it out then listen to our rocket man podcast yeah i agree and when he as i was reading what he was saying it, you can tell it takes a lot of forethought and and hard work to make something funny to actually make it so that it translates well on the screen making sure the story plays off well and all that sort of stuff i can absolutely appreciate how much hard work it actually took to actually make that movie so it was really great to have somebody like harlan williams 
reach out and, and say that he appreciated the review. Really glad we gave a good review as opposed to a bad one. <laughs> but uh, re- I'm really glad that we did that movie. Me too, for sure. Now, thinking about that experience with Harlan Williams and Rocket Man, I really don't think Taryn Killam will be reaching out to us, um, uh, thanking us for our podcast on his movie, Killing Gunther, which is what we're talking about this week. Um, well, Dust, j- just to recap real quick from the, from the last episode, we said we were going to do Space Force Episode 1. You watched the first... 10 minutes couldn't get past it at all beyond that and then so we decided to skip that one so everybody who was tuning in for space force we're sorry dusty didn't like it i liked it a lot i actually ended up watching the entire season really enjoyed it but dusty didn't (laughs) so sorry everybody yes it was it was too much for me um and it they'll probably explain why i just didn't want to take the time why his wife is in prison it's just like oh my goodness like this is just I don't like this trickery and I didn't like how it, it was just too much for me. I it, So quick, not recap, but like, was it worth watching the entire thing? Space Force? Yes, for sure it was. See, here's one of the things. This this uh, show doesn't treat you like a dummy. It 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 It's pretty upfront about everything. The comedy, a lot of the comedy is kind of subtle, but the storyline is there in the narrative. You see character development from the different characters and everything, and they don't tell you why his wife is in jail, but you should realize, if you had any imagination dust, you should realize that she was not looking forward to going to Colorado, right? I saw that. She ended up getting there, and then she did something. Maybe she was depressed. Maybe she went to a bar and started drinking and killed somebody. Who knows what it ends up being, right? But so you have to not you have to but i had the i don't know i guess i gave the filmmakers credit steve carell and greg daniels i just figured that they're going to eventually explain all this and it's going to pay off and so far through the first season it has paid off i'm still looking forward to season two though yeah too much for me Mm. so i couldn't take it you want that immediate gratification no, not not just that. It was also I'm much more of a I I don't bag on the the uh, president. I don't bag on. I'm just like I'm just I'm just a normal person. Just leave me alone. I'll leave you alone. And it was a little too progressive for me. I'm definitely not a progressive. I'll absolutely. If anybody listening, this is a progressive. Hats off to you. Go ahead and do what you want. Like I said, I'm like you do what you do. I'm gonna do what I do. Uh, but I'm definitely not a progressive. And so when I I was just like, eh, it's just too much for me. I just don't want to put my time towards it. So I just said, let's stop it. Gotcha. Gotcha. Now, and it didn't, it didn't really come across as very funny to me. Like I was hoping for, maybe that's also another thing. I was hoping for something funny. Like I really like Steve Carell. Like the office was brilliant. And a lot of his movies are brilliant other than like that one where he was like playing with dolls. That was just crazy. But, um, I was, maybe I was hoping for something a little different than what I got. Gotcha. Yeah. More subtle, more subtle, uh, understated humor in this one. And just an overall, a good storyline to follow. Like, just trying to create a space force, going up in space and living on the moon again, that kind of thing, you know. So it was more the adventure, the journey of that, as opposed to just comedy like The Office, you know, which I know you love The Office for sure. So you should watch The uh, Killers. That is a good sh- uh, series. The end episode or the last episode of that one was, I was like, oh, that's just a little weird. I'm not going to give you any hints because you should watch it. It's really good. They did a really good job on all of it. But, um, the very last, like the twist that they give is like, oh, that's just okay. That's funky, hmm. but okay. And, but throughout the entire thing, it's a really interesting uh, uh, show to watch. I think you shyly. I mean, shoot, maybe we could even review that one if you watch it and you say it's good enough to review. I wouldn't mind watching it over again. It's pretty good. Cool. But at let's least, get into the, the Gunther movie. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Let's get into the Gunther movie. Now, you want, you said, hey, let's do Killing Gunther. It has Arnold Schwarzenegger in it. Super cool. And made, what, a couple of years ago? 2017, I think. And um, it's a documentary about hunt or uh, uh, killers killing a killer, another killer, or an assassin killing another, a bunch of assassins killing the main assassin. So tell me your thoughts about the movie. Because I was thinking, because I watched it, I was like, oh, this, it, it was a little... I don't know. I guess I'm not a fan of this t- style of like a documentary or oh, the mockumentary, you know, like the one with the dog show. Do you remember that one? that was like, like 10 years ago. I Best can't remember what show. it was called. Yeah. I can't stand watching it. I, uh, it. I heard so many people say they loved it. It just wasn't for me. I just, I just, I just couldn't take it for some reason. But what about you? Yeah. In general, um, I'm not a big fan of the mockumentary style and my, I watched this movie with my two sons about two years ago or so. And for whatever, I I think I know why I enjoyed it back then. Like before watching it this time, I would have given it a B. I said, Oh, killing Gunther is easily a B. There's good comedy. There's some good action stuff, some, some good story elements and everything. I would have given it a B. And I think it's because a few of the actors, Ryan Gall, Brian, uh, Bobby Moynihan, Taron Killam, of course, Arnold Schwarzenegger, right? They're, the 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 first three actors I mentioned they're good comedic actors. I've heard them a lot on different podcasts and different shows and stuff. I really enjoy them. So maybe I was just having at the time having fun watching them in a new element in an action comedy assassin type role, right? That might have been why I really liked it a lot. When I watched it again just last night, I really didn't care for it that much and I wouldn't recommend it to anybody. It was more boring than anything. There wasn't much humor. There hardly any, if zero laugh out loud moments at all. Um, so I was really disappointed watching it again and I felt kind of bad that I said, hey, this is going to be a good movie. We're going to like it. It's Arnold Schwarzenegger. And then it ends up being a dud. Now, like you had said earlier, Harlan Williams put all that time and work into the movie trying to make it funny things translate to the screen sometimes things don't and of course Taron Killen wrote and directed this one he's got a whole team hundreds of people worked on it so much time and effort put in millions of dollars put in and for us to just dismiss it out of it feels really bad doing that for movies but but sometimes when a movie misses you just you just got to do that and say hey I don't recommend it yeah yeah I agree now there's some horrible horror movies like that zombie movie with um uh, Bill Murray, that was disgusting. I don't care how much money, I don't care how much effort, how much, that was horrible, that should never have been made. Nobody should ever watch it. They should burn it and bury it alive. Other than that, <laughs> there, it does take a lot of work. But uh, yeah, this one, there were some funny parts. There were some interesting parts. I'm, I'm going to jump, so honestly, it's, I'm going to jump right into my grade for this. And the reason why is because as I watched it, I re- I literally texted, I watched it like on the Saturday and we record usually on Wednesdays. I text you said, dude, let's just skip Gunther. Um, I watched it and it's just, I don't know. It's not that great. And you said, what are you serious? Let's go ahead and do it. I'm like, all right, let's do it. And so I'm going to jump right into my grade. So my grade is definitely a D, a solid D because there were a little bit of entertaining times. Um, some interesting things like the guy throwing the poison, like that was just funny. I was like, oh, that's, that's stupid, but funny you know what i mean like it just it, it's that that's it's stupid enough to make it really funny yeah um but i give it a solid d not even a d minus because i still had a little bit of fun but i give it a d i'm i'm right there with you i agree the d i love the aspect of the funniness now let's talk about the things that are so absurd but still funny like him throwing the poison you know one of the other things i really liked was um um uh the uh, sauna's 
Sana's father um, continually chasing <laughs> after Bobby Moynihan, first with a gun, then with a sword, trying to kill him for sleeping with his daughter. That's just, it's such a, a, an awesome joke. You know, th- this foreign dude now attacking this American for sleeping with his daughter. I really enjoyed that joke as well. That running gag throughout but, like the later half of the movie. But that's not where it started though. It started with him being so enamored by how awesome his daughter is. And he's a super fan of his daughter. So all that, like it, it flowed. That's, I did thoroughly think that was a fun fun and then it, and it fun landed on the granddaughter element. at the end of the movie you know yep yep so i thought that was really well done i like that a lot mm-hmm. yeah. it's like he's kill. she's killing somebody did you see she's 10 years old look at that that shot and i was like that's awesome yeah yeah some good stuff right there for sure um so well, i would say i would jump into my favorite scene is definitely with arnold schwarzenegger on the roof from far away shooting into where they are and then, you know, the poison guy throwing the poison and things like that whole thing was rather entertaining because it's like, oh, oh, oh. you know, he's the, uh, the, 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 I guess one assassin that comes that has the, the, um, USB thing. It's like holding up and it shoots that, it shoots him in the head. And like, I thought that was rather entertaining. And then tying that in at the very end, it's always fun seeing the other perspective at the very end of the movie, because you already know your own perspective that they were just told you. Then you see the other perspective of the bad guy that's going after them. And you just see Otto Schwarzenegger on the roof, doing the rocket launcher. And he's looked back at the camera. Hey, did, did you, did he just throw poison from there? <laughs> it's like, it was rather fun seeing that whole thing. For sure. That was my favorite scene. Rewinding it all back from Gunther's uh, point of view. That one little two minute scene was the best right there for sure. Um, from, from his perspective. And I really liked how, it's pretty obvious that he's the best assassin in the world. He was one-upping them. He he even when they were attacking him when they thought he was at the doctor's office, he was just standing up four stories up watching out and watching everything play. That wasn't even him down there, but he was uh he just so far and above ahead of them the the entire time and it just goes to show it actually leads into my ver- my, my my second lesson. Uh you can't cheat your way to being the best, right? Even if they ended up somehow killing him, now they're just the best of what's left or maybe not even the best of what's left. They just happen to be <laughs> the guys who got lucky enough to kill him, right? You cannot cheat your way to the best. He said that he's been uh gunther's been assassinated for like 40 or 50 years he says something like that like he worked his way up he deserved his reputation and for sure he did it for for blake and his crew to suddenly become the best by killing the best doesn't work that way buddy yeah i completely agree i love that idea because you you work hard eventually you get to you you either get destroyed obviously in this game of being an assassin Mm -hmm. you either get killed or you're successful um so i love that lesson and tying a little bit into that I thought of my lesson is to play chess. Now, Gunther was five steps ahead every single time of everything that they were doing. Not now barring or barring or like uh, removing the fact that he found out that they were doing this. We don't know how he found out and all that sort of stuff. Maybe they were dumb enough and put on Craigslist. Hey, anybody want to kill Gunther? And he might saw it, but they didn't show that, which would have been fun if we saw something like that. I don't remember seeing that. Um, maybe I skipped through it. I don't think I did, but anyways, play chess because you want to learn how to think four, five, or even just two steps ahead. Think what your opponent's going to do and then counter that, not just what you do to them and how they might react, but if they react in a certain way, how can you then react or be proactive and do something? And if they act a different way, what can you do then? Like always be thinking of what the other person is going to do. 
in whatever situation you're in so you can always have a counter. And if you can, at best, try to get two or three or four steps ahead. Absolutely. I love that life lesson. That's something I try to do as a poker player and try to instill in my students as well as a poker coach. So that in itself, that is a great life lesson. Um, I had to think, you know, as I was watching the movie, there was a lot of guns and stuff and I couldn't think of any really cool, awesome props. But then at the end of the movie, you see Gunther with this tiny little John Lennon beaded glasses or whatever they're called, but they have the red frames. I think that's my prop from the movie. Did you have a specific one you would want? No, oh. there. Well, there, there were like you said, some guns and stuff. Uh, maybe the um, the gun seller, his mask that Arnold, that Gunther, <laughs> that Arthur, cool. maybe that one or the chick. You know, that thought that was hilarious. Like I was her and I was him, and yeah. that was I thought that was. That was funny. That was, you're right. That's another really fun, totally goofy. There's no way he was that old guy. There's no way he was the bartender, but it was good. Good joke right there. Oh, another prop I thought was at one point, the Asian poison dude opened up his jacket and he had like 30 vials in his jacket. That might be a cool prop too. That would be a cool prop. So my my next or the last lesson that I have for this is don't bring poison to a gunfight. You definitely <laughs> want to bring a gun. If you're so anyways, for everybody listening or uh, watching. So this is uh, definitely unloaded. I always bring unloaded firearms when I, I have a 44 Magnum on here. So I bought it because I go hunting in Alaska. Um, if grizzly bears, like you don't want something small. You want something to stop them. But I brought this on when we recorded Tango and Cash. And I've literally, I don't even own bullets for it yet because right now the bullets are pretty scarce. Um, I just have the pistol. And I just left it in my room on my desk because it's fun to look at. It's fun to hold, to pick up every once in a while. But my lesson is never bring a, a poison or even a knife to a gunfight. Like you, you definitely want to make sure that you have a gun if you're going to a gunfight. For sure. Every time you pick that up, you feel like dirty, dusty, right? I sure do. <laughs> nice. You feel lucky. There you go. Punk. Punk. Yep. <laughs> hey, so my last <laughs> lesson, This is, it's a no-brainer. It really is. Never attack the world's greatest assassin in his own home. What is that at the end of the movie? Why are you going there? You were going there by yourself first off, Blake. All of a sudden, Donnie and Sana show up. Hey, maybe they could help out. But dude, this is his own house. There's no way you're going to kill the world's greatest assassin. In a, in a house where in every room, he's probably got three or four guns and knives buried throughout every single room, you know? I wholeheartedly agree. I know in my house, I have some firearms and they're not in places people would probably find well, them. Well, there's one and in that so guitar right behind you on the screen, right? Yes, right there, <laughs> right there. <laughs> Reach inside, pull it out. Um, but yeah, you go to somebody's house, that's their home turf. Like there, there's a reason why you don't go to a home team. Like you, you don't like go to a, to a home team's um, uh, place because it's their home, home field. They have a home field advantage. Those are always huge things. Along with that, one thing that I was always thinking was if I were to be an assassin, and I'm not normally a patient person. Oh, I thought you were going to say, and I'm not, not an assassin, everybody. Trust me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that would have been funny. I'm definitely not an assassin. Wink, wink, wink. Yep. <laughs> but uh, no, so if it were that I would be an assassin, I need to kill somebody, I would literally be as patient as possible. I would learn everything about the person so that I knew their patterns. I knew where I could figure out where they're the least, uh, the most susceptible. They're the least likely to see something coming. Um, or even just being a sniper or whatever, I would try to, I would plan it out. I would literally do everything I could to make sure it was foolproof as well as thinking two steps ahead, three steps ahead, figuring a way to get out. I would plan it and take my time. It, you could tell it. They had lots of time. They had a plan to get the 
they teamed together. They had to plan out. Like they had plenty of time. They just were crazy. Like, but the big thing was they didn't know who Gunther was, which is the hard part. If you don't know who Gunther is, how do you actually get him? So I completely get that. But once you know where he's at, you know where his house is, then just buy your time and figure it out. For sure, for sure. You're 100% right about that. Um, you know, I don't want to spend too much more time talking about a movie that we don't, we both don't really recommend to other people. So are no, there No, let's any... keep bagging on it, dude. I know. No, no, no. Let's keep going. I want to bag on it. I know. Well, <laughs> are there kidding. any last things you want to mention about Killing Gunther? It's free on Netflix, everybody. So, so that's a bonus. <laughs> um no, I it was fun seeing the um the the female uh assassin, I can't remember her name, Sana, Susie or whatever. Um and the other dude yeah, you know, having a kid, you know, all that sort of stuff and the death. I thought that was very very fun. Um there were some funny parts in it, but you know, in the end definitely never ever 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 going to watch this again or would recommend this at all. Yep. Probably. All right. So, Dust, uh, this was actually my choice for this week. What are we going to learn from next week? We're going to learn from a movie that I've seen, oh my goodness, at least two or three dozen times. And we're also going to learn from it. I've done some research on it. I have, am blown away at what I found outside of the movie. But this movie, watched it as a kid, loved it as a kid. Phenomenal movie. It's set John Claude Van Jean Claude Van Damme off on his movie career. Do you remember what movie was the number one movie that we've ever seen John Claude Van Damme in? It's got to be Bloodsport. Absolutely, Bloodsport. Such a an iconic '80s movie set. Jean-Claude Van Damme off on his trajectory of being an actor. But dude, watching it again, you're gonna be I. Thinking about how corny and hokey some things are in it, but at the same time, the action's awesome. I'm interested to see us being, you know, 40 plus old, um, what we're going to think of this movie now after, you know, when you're a kid, it's like, oh, this is so cool. This is everything so great. And then seeing how it is now, it's going to be fun. But yes, let's do Bloodsport. Cool. I'm definitely looking forward to it. And I won't do any research. I'll just watch the movie again, try to hunt for life lessons, props, and all that kind of stuff. Um, but I'm looking forward to hearing what kind of like research you found behind the scenes, whatever it is that you're going to uncover in the next episode. So that'll be cool. I'm looking forward to that. Alrighty, everybody. Sweet. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate your ears. If you're watching us on YouTube, watchandlearnpodcast.com slash YouTube, we appreciate those eyeballs as well. You know how we feel about killing Gunther. We would love to hear your thoughts. So go to the show notes page, watchandlearnpodcast.com slash killing Gunther. One word, killing Gunther right there. And leave a comment in the comments below. All right. Once again, my name was Sky. And I'm Dusty. And we will return next week with... Blood sport. <laughs>